Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast on the Houston Rockets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Three down, a hundred to go. On that positive note, welcome into another post-game episode of Locked On Rockets, your home for daily podcast coverage of the Houston Rockets. I'm your host, Ben Dubose. I keep saying the three down or so-and-so down, 100 to go, because, well, the Rockets are still undefeated in the preseason following a 117-95 win at Madison Square Garden on Monday night. And theoretically, if the Rockets win all the preseason games, they're 3-0 through 5, then you go 82-0 in the regular season and 16-0 in the playoffs, well, you go undefeated. Pretty confident. In fact, I'd bet my life savings that's not going to happen. But it's one of those things, if you're following the Rockets, enjoy it while you can because the Rockets are playing good basketball that continued on Monday night, even without Chris Paul. Chris Paul side out with a bruised shoulder, and I'm certainly not judging the Rockets for holding him out. Chris did want to play, and I feel very confident that if it were, if it were a regular season game, he would have. But folks, this is a preseason game. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. So if there's any injury at all, it's the same way with Ryan Anderson and his bruised hip last week. Hold him out. The Rockets have plenty, even if it were a regular season game, to get a win. And if it's a preseason game, you can't ever be too careful. Certainly not after watching the Texans game Sunday night, in which J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless went down season-ending injuries before the first possession of the game ended. And I was saying just put all of Houston stars in bubble wrap, except for the Astros. Congratulations. By the way, the Astros winning their playoff series today, so you, of course you can't wrap them in bubble wrap in the playoffs. But uh, for the Rockets in a preseason game, after watching what happened to the Texans on Sunday night, yeah, I'm not going to complain about uh, being extra cautious with a star who's dealing with any injury whatsoever. Chris Paul did not play, but the Rockets still won by 20-plus. And I'm not going to say the Knicks are a great team, but they're an NBA team. They're not the Shanghai Sharks. And the Rockets got it done in impressive fashion, and it starts with James Harden. Chris Paul didn't play, but it felt like the Rockets had the production of two star point guards because that's how great James Harden was. In his 37 minutes, James scored 36 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds, almost a triple-double. Most impressively, plus 29 from the field in his 37 minutes. Of course, that's tops on the Rockets. But best of all, he shot 13 of 21 from the field and 7 of 14 from behind the arc. I said that after his first two games, which he was a little sluggish from three. If you want to criticize anything about James Harden, you could maybe question the shot selection a little bit. I know the three-point shooting percentages were low, but I had no doubts that James Harden would start making shots again. He is too good of a player. Even if he needs to make a minor tweak in his stroke, he's fully capable of doing that, and he has done that over the course of his five years in Houston, but I don't think that's what this was. I think the first couple of games, you kind of had James taking a secondary role, trying to get other people more involved, most notably Chris Paul, because it's his first games with the Rockets as opposed to game three in which clearly this was a James Harden showcase game and he proved that yeah this is the guy who 
was MVP two years ago, according to the players, and should have been an MVP this past year, if not for, well, the media narrative session with Russell Westbrook, and I think we all know how that ended up. But yeah, James was brilliant against the Knicks, and really a Knicks backcourt that isn't defensively all that bad. Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., these are not players that grade out particularly terrible on the defensive end. They actually have a lot of length, and at times those guys have actually caused James some problems in the past. But James was locked in on Monday, and it wasn't just him. Eric Gordon, who stepped into the starting lineup with Chris Paul out, he continued his strong play, 18 points, 5 of 9 from the field, but more impressively, 4 of 7 from behind the arc. Eric is now shooting over 50% from 3 through his first three games. And if you've listened to me here at Locked on Rockets, you know that he is the variable as far as the Rockets go. When they had him at an all-star level last year, which he was through the first 40 games, almost 18 points a game, over 40% from three, that's when the Rockets were clicking. That's when they were a 31-9 and team on pace to win over 60. The second half of the year when he dipped and essentially became a volume shooter, that's when the Rockets fell back into basically being a 45-50 to 50 win team, and they never, even in the playoffs, were fully able to recapture that 60-plus win form when they were a buzzsaw back in late November, all of December, and early January last year. The closest, you know, if you want to look at the variable, the link to what was different when the Rockets were that buzzsaw, that 60-plus win juggernaut, versus the team that was pretty good but not great. Eric Gordon was that guy through three games. We're still seeing him play that way. Same thing can be said for Trevor Ariza. His shooting percentages slipped last year. Well, Monday night in New York, he scored 14 points, was plus 24, second in the plus minus after James Harden, including four of eight from behind the arc, eight rebounds in 35 minutes, even four assists, which is pretty impressive for Trevor in terms of his ability to create a little bit. So those two guys, Gordon would be my number one, but uh, Trevor, a close number two, those were your swing players. When the Rockets were at their best, they were a much more efficient version of themselves than they were down the stretch of the season and even in the playoffs. So certainly it's great that after an offseason of rest, you see these guys. It wasn't like it was just a one-off the first 40 games of last year. No, all of a sudden those versions of Eric Gordon and Trevor Reese are back, and it's just a matter of, well, how do you keep them fresh to make sure that you have that come April and May? And that is going to be a season-long quest. We have to hope that the Rockets, who now have the likes of P.J. Tucker, Luke Bamute, options off the bench, that they did not have a year ago, that that helps to do that. But um, so far, so good. It's proving that, no, whatever happened late last season, it's not like all of a sudden the first 40 games are a fluke. No, that production is in them. It's just a matter of keeping them as fresh as possible come April and May. And I'm sure Mike D'Antoni, Daryl Morey, the Rockets brass, is noting um, with raised eyebrows just how productive Gordon and Ariza are in this preseason and trying to find ways to make sure that continues throughout uh, the, the full 82 games, and especially once you get to the playoffs next spring. Aside from them, uh, again, really impressive win for the Rockets, 117-95 at Madison Square Garden. I would also single out Clint Capella, who had 19 points and 9 rebounds in 26 minutes, 7 of 11 from the field. And the reason I single out Clint, yeah, he had a big game against the Shanghai Sharks, but folks, it's the Shanghai Sharks. Let's be real. Those are not NBA players. The Knicks, it was a little bit of a different challenge because you go up against Enos Cantor. Now, certainly Cantor is a quality offensive player. We all know that. But if there's one thing you remember about Enos Cantor from the playoffs and all those meetings with Oklahoma City, hashtag can't play Cantor. It's that defensively, he's a liability. So Clint Capella, he needs to be able to score in traffic. The Rockets, especially on that James Harden, Clint Capella pick and roll, need to be able to expose him the same way they did in the playoffs. And boy, they absolutely did that. I retweeted a couple of tweets on my timeline, capturing highlights of uh, the Rockets and Capella in particular abusing Cantor. But folks, Clint Capella in his year four, if he goes up against the likes of Enos Cantor, he needs to go out and give you star level production. And Monday, he gave you exactly that. Again, 19 and 9 
in 26 minutes on 7-11 from the field. Very productive night from Clint, even if his plus-minus was not as great as uh, Harden and Ariza, who led the way at plus-29 and plus-24. Really just a continuation of themes that we've seen throughout the preseason. Ryan Anderson did return, by the way. I mentioned earlier he sat out uh Thursday, I think I mentioned that, he sat out Thursday's game with a bruised hip. Same principle as Chris Paul sitting out with a bruised shoulder Monday night. Neither one of those serious at all. If it were the regular season, certainly they would play. But in the preseason, you're not you're not going to take any risk whatsoever. It's a minor bruise in both cases. Just let it heal for a few days rather than press the issue, especially because this week the Rockets have three preseason games, including Memphis on Wednesday night, San Antonio on Friday night. So there's going to be plenty to... Um, get these guys back in the offense, most notably Chris Paul, once he returns, I would guess Wednesday night, which will be a nationally televised game against the Grizzlies. But Ryan returned tonight, uh, nine points, three of seven from the field. I enjoy being a little snarky because uh, he hit three threes in Madison Square Garden, and they showed Steve Perry and, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, or Steve Mills, excuse me, and Scott Perry, the president and GM of the Knicks. Rockets fans know them all too well from the Carmelo Anthony trade negotiations, and I'm sure it gave Ryan a little bit of satisfaction to hit three threes right in front of them, but there's also the gravitational pull aspect, which I had a little fun with, but it's certainly a very real thing, and we're seeing that Ryan out there, he's enabling the driving lanes for guys like James Harden, Eric Gordon, and, well, Chris Paul, if you were playing, which you weren't on Monday. But it's a real factor, and hopefully the Knicks uh, got to enjoy that a little bit. But just as they were watching Enos Cantor, the guy they did get, get abused by Clint Capella. So I know we're all still a little singing from that, but hopefully the Rockets go out getting a big win in New York. Uh, even being in the preseason, I think the Rockets clearly outclassed the Knicks from a talent perspective. And hopefully that makes everyone in uh, Rockets territory feel a little bit better about things. But really, as I was saying, it's just a continuation of trends. Um, we discussed James, who returned to his MVP form, Gordon and Ariza. They're the variables. They're hitting their shots. Clint Capella, it's been encouraging. Ryan Anderson, the numbers don't blow you away, but Ryan's basically there for that gravitational pull anyway. P.J. Tucker and Luke Bamute each played about half the game, 23, 24 minutes. Both were 2 of 3. P.J. was plus 12. Luke was plus 18. So you see that defense. You see that energy when they come in the game. Nene, I mentioned he did not play that first game in Oklahoma City for maintenance. He was great against uh, the Chinese team, but, of course, that's a Chinese team. So what's going to happen when he plays a real team? Well, Nene in his 14 minutes, five points, three numbers, but the Rockets were plus 21 with Nene in the game. That continues what we've seen and heard from Mike D'Antoni at training camp, and D'Antoni's raved about him, saying, hey, we didn't know if, if Nene was going to be ready. But all of a sudden, not only is he ready, he's been one of the most impressive players there. And for a 35-year-old coming off a torn groin, it would be very easy to mail it in and say, hey, I'm just going to be ready for the regular season and go into this maintenance mode. But no, Nene's come out with something to prove. And if you're the Rockets and you have these veterans ready to go, that's great. Uh, still no Tarek Black, who's dealing with some knee soreness. They say that's not a big deal, but if that's going to carry into the regular season, and we are just a week away, the regular season starts next Tuesday at Golden State. If Tarek Black isn't available, then maybe you do need to nay a little bit more this first month of the year. We still haven't seen Tarek in the preseason, and if he's not going to be available at the start of the year, then certainly it would help if you can stretch Nene out just a little bit for the time being, because certainly over the course of 82 games, there are going to be opportunities to get Nene some rest. And if you do have to stretch Nene just a little bit, not a ton, because certainly Clint Capella is proving worthy of being a starter with his production, but um, even if you have to stretch Nene a little bit, he's proving capable of doing that, and so I would say that's a positive sign. Last thing I would note as far as particulars from Monday's game, again, 117-95 win in New York, Look at the minutes for Chris Johnson. The interesting thing about this 
this was the first game in which one of the big three at the guard spots, James Harden, Eric Gordon, Chris Paul, did not play. Again, Chris Paul sitting out with a bruised shoulder. Minor, but the interesting thing about it, okay, you only have two guards in James Harden and Eric Gordon, and it's the preseason, but even if it were a regular season, you're not going to see those guys play 48 minutes each. You have 96 minutes at the guard spots, and if it's Chris, James, and Eric, over the course of the regular season, the Rockets count on those three guys taking all of those 96 minutes, basically averaging 32 minutes a game, although Eric will get a little less, James a little more. But I think you guys know where I'm going with that. But if there's a maintenance game, or if there's a nagging injury to one of these guys, who steps up? That's been one of the themes we've talked about before. And Of course, we have your veterans like Bobby Brown. You have your young guys like Isaiah Taylor. Those are more pure point guards. I thought it was interesting tonight that Chris Johnson was the guy that got the run with the regulars. Because the first three quarters of the game, when it was nothing but rotation regulars for the Rockets, the eight regular guys, the starters, Tucker, Bamute, and Nene off the bench, Chris Johnson was that guy. And he's, of course, Chris, a young player, six foot six wing, gives you more length defensively, but he was ahead of the point guards, also ahead of Troy Williams. So I think that's very interesting that Chris is the one that's flashing. It would not shock me. I do think that position is open. Again, it's not going to be a regular rotation role, but it's a matter of earning trust from Mike D'Antoni. Now, I don't think he's earned it yet. There's still two more preseason games, and I think it's open for the taking, but there's not that many minutes to go around. One thing you're seeing from the Rockets they're taking these preseason games seriously. James Harden played 37 minutes Monday night. And a part of that is because there's only five preseason games this year. There's usually seven or eight, but that's down to five because the NBA is trying to stretch out the season more. If you make the 82 games longer, you have fewer back-to-backs, fewer four games in five nights, et cetera, et cetera. So because of that, those regulars need time to get ready. There's really not that much time. Only four games for the Rockets in the preseason against NBA opponents. So there's really not that much time for these unproven guys to prove themselves. Now, certainly, they get some chances in practice. I'm sure the Rockets are watching that. But if you get a chance to prove yourself in NBA games against NBA opponents, that's all the better. Now, Chris actually did not score. He had uh, zero points, did have five rebounds, and I thought he was a pretty positive presence defensively. Five rebounds, had some energy on that end. He was 0 of 2 from the field in his 16 minutes. But it's interesting that Chris is the guy. I don't think he's earned it just yet. Again, the point guards, Bobby, Isaiah Taylor, one of those guys could step up, and certainly we saw Troy Williams last year. Maybe part of it is that Troy Williams gets a little bit less of a look based on the fact that he's slightly more of a known quantity and that you have seen him before. But what I do take away from it, I've said this before, you do not have to have that fourth guard be a point guard, because the way the Rockets look at this, James Harden and Chris Paul, they plan on the vast majority of their basketball games, almost all of them, all 48 minutes at the point guard spot being spoken for by those two guys. And even Eric Gordon playing some minutes on occasion if one of them is out, foul trouble, maintenance, whatever it may be. So I don't think it has to be a point guard, even if you make out your roster and you see this X behind Chris Paul not knowing who it is. No, in terms of how it actually plays out on the floor, it could easily be a shooting guard. And in fact, with the emphasis the Rockets are putting on defense this year, asking to be a top five, top 10 type unit, perhaps that gives an opening to a longer guy like Chris Johnson or Troy Williams to make an impact in that role. So I think that's going to be very interesting to watch the last two preseason games. Uh, Next game, Wednesday against Memphis, I would expect a lot of rotation regulars, maybe Friday against the Spurs, because it's the last game before the regular season, only a few nights before the opener at Golden State. Maybe that's when you see more uh, bench guys getting a look, because most teams typically dial it back a little bit in the last preseason game, since it's just so close in proximity to the real thing. But I think it's going to be interesting to watch that spot, and I think it's very much open. If one of the point guards wins it, then that's fine. But if they don't, then I don't think Mike D'Antoni is averse to having that fourth guard not be a point guard. I saw some folks today saying, well, maybe 
you know, the one downside of Chris Johnson is he can't really run that pick and roll, whereas an Isaiah Taylor or Bobby Brown could. That's true, but again, I don't think you're necessarily counting on that in the regular season. This was a rare game in which Chris Paul was out. By and large, you're going to have Chris Paul and James Harden out there, and what you're wanting from that fourth guard is occasional spot minutes most games, so I don't think being a lead handler on the pick and roll is going to be that big of a deal. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't matter at all. Certainly, there are going to be some situations, and especially if there's maintenance, it'd be nice if there's another point guard that you could trust, but I don't think it's essential. So watching the last two games of the preseason, besides the obvious, you want to see your rotation players play well, and generally they did, and they've done it in the first three games, Rockets are now 3-0, but watch that fourth guard battle. It was interesting, Chris Johnson, I wouldn't say he truly flashed on Monday night, but he certainly didn't make a lot of negative plays either. I thought he was a, he's athletic, he plays quality defense, he's smart, and so you can see where he has a path. He hasn't earned it yet, and I'm sure the other point guards, especially his last couple of preseason games, the last one against San Antonio in particular, the point guards, maybe Troy Williams, they're going to have their chances as well. But for now, uh, you can see that the Rockets have a little bit of trust in Chris Johnson, and that's going to be worth watching the final two games to see if he continues to be in that fourth guard that has the most trust for Mike D'Antoni if they need it. For now, though, when you're talking about that being the biggest question on your team, uh, I'll wrap it up because generally that means you have a pretty good basketball team. And right now the Rockets certainly appear to have that. Once again, 117 to 95 final in Madison Square Garden. Rockets now one, uh, not 117 and OGs, 3 0 on the preseason after that 117 to 95 win. Uh, next game, Wednesday in Memphis. So I'll be talking with you guys again then. But actually, I'll be um, talking with you a little before that. And I'll tease to that as we close out the show. Uh, tomorrow, that is the press conferencing wel- press conference welcoming Tillman Fertitta, new owner to the Rockets. I mentioned late last week it was officially improved, but the Rockets did not have the press conference because the Astros have been playing the past few days. The only off day was Saturday, and the Rockets uh, were aware that many of the Houston media contingent was in Boston with the Astros. So it's been waiting for the Astros to get done and the majority of Houston media to get back to Houston to have this press conference. But tomorrow's the day. Tillman's officially the owner, and that's the first day that we in the media actually get to ask him questions about his vision for the Rockets, what his plans are. So I will be talking with you tomorrow night about what we hear from Tillman. Hopefully some very encouraging things, because so far, every little tidbit we've heard is pretty encouraging. A lot of people around the organization really like him. And then Wednesday, we'll be back into game coverage in terms of breaking down the Rockets-Grizzlies and then getting ready for the preseason finale, Rockets-Spurs, on Friday night. But until then, folks, Houston bask in the glory of a great, victorious day. Certainly the Rockets won their 3-0, but more importantly, the Astros are on to the American League Championship Series, and so we can all have a drink tonight, enjoy it. It's been a fun day here in Houston, and as always, thanks to you guys for letting me play a small part in that. Once again, I'm Ben Dubose, your host. If you're not already following me, please do so at Ben Dubose. The show is Locked on Rockets. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Rockets. Also, email us, LockedOnRockets at gmail.com. Questions, suggestions, advertising inquiries, anything we can do to make this a better program. One final time, happy final from New York. Rockets 117, next 95. Rockets dealt 3-0 on the preseason. Back in action Wednesday night against the Memphis Grizzlies. And tomorrow, Rockets aren't in action, but... You'll be hearing a lot on Twitter because Tillman Fertitta gets introduced to um, Rockets media and those of us in the, well, I'd say the whole Houston sports media for that matter. So stay tuned. That's what we're going to be talking about the next couple of days. But for now, uh, Rockets win, Astros win. Enjoy the night, Houston, and we'll be talking again tomorrow.